everybody, Coach John Daly here, bringing you the sixth installment with Dr. Jeff Lip. I hope you guys are enjoying these, and I hope uh, you catch on to these later where you haven't heard the first uh, five or so. Uh, go back and find those. Um, I, I think it gives you the, the history and the connection that uh, Jeff brings with, with the ups and downs that he's been through. Um, but it, it's so in his heart to make a difference and help people. And uh, there's some great things happening in Jeff's life. Um, and it, it's amazing to hear and see him go through what he's gone through and to still uh, look to get better, look to get brighter, look to get stronger. Um, and it's all centered around making difference and helping people. And so today's uh, episode here on uh, Thursday, October 12th, 2017. Uh, today's episode is, is taking the next step down a little different path now, uh, talking about some key people in his life that, that, that were there for him and um, the relationship with his parents and, and just lessons learned uh, that can obviously, I think, benefit us no matter where we are in life, okay? So I hope you, again, hope you're enjoying uh, this uh, these discussions that we're having with Dr. Jeff Lip. I know I'm enjoying them. I'm, I'm getting a lot out of them, uh, taking some great notes, uh, coming up with some questions to ask him, and, and just keep learning and just keep trying to get better uh, with his guidance and help. And I uh, hope you are too, okay? So sit back, enjoy. Hope everything's going well for you. Uh, keep in touch. Find me over there on my Facebook page, Coach to Expect Success, and on Twitter, at Coach to Success. We'd love to have... Uh, you know, some conversation about anything that Jeff's bringing up or anything else on your mind too, okay? All right, guys, here, enjoy show number six with the Dr. Jeff Lip. See ya. Okay, everybody. Hey, Coach John Daly back here live with our special guest, Jeff Lip. Uh, Jeff is going to continue um, dropping gold nuggets all over the place uh, as far as learning and uh, from adversity and the importance of relationships and, and all the good stuff that can come from, you know, really the moments in our lives that uh, tend to make us think that, you know, nothing ever good's going to happen again and, you know, woe is me and getting down on ourselves. But Jeff is uh, living proof that uh, we can get through those things and, um, definitely make sure you please listen to the other uh, five episodes of our little interviews that we got going on here, and because here comes number six. And I hope Jeff, are you fired up and ready to go tonight, my friend? Always fired up to talk to you. Ah, sounds good. As I am with you, buddy. So uh, take us uh, take us down where you want to go down the next path here, or the next doorway that you want to take us through. So you and I have talked a lot this week um, about a, a certain person named Maya Angelou. And you mm. share with me a very, very amazing quote. I, and then I started diving into that a little bit further. And what I found was something pretty amazing. I'm going to read that quote real quickly. Um, Love recognizes no barriers. Love jumps hurdles, leaves fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination. Love is full of hope. And once again, that's by Maya Angelou. Every time I think about Maya Angelou and, you know, what you shared with me about love this past week, it made me really think about my mom. Uh, when mm -hmm. I think about love, unconditional love, what does it make you think about, John, when you hear about the word like love? You know what, just as you were, I wrote down uh, love full of hope, 
my wife Sue and I just took a little uh, excursion up uh, north to mid-Michigan, you know, Frankenmuth and uh, Mount Pleasant, where we met at Central Michigan University and um, told her a few times uh, how blessed I am, how thankful I am that she's in my life. And so my thought was initially uh, right, right to my wife when you were talking about that, my friend. Thank you. I wish you could see the smile on my face right now. That's <laughs> amazing. Mine too, buddy. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Um, so when, we, when, I, when I read that quote and I think about love, I, it truly takes me back to thinking about unconditional love. And my mom, she just loves me so unconditionally. As we talked about all the previous podcasts before, you heard a lot about my grief. And from the previous podcast, I also talked about my struggles. But now I'm kind of like focusing on a lot of the relationships that have been very solid and stable for me. And she's been one of the most solid and stable relationships I've ever had throughout my whole life. When I look at every relationship, especially with her and everyone else, she's like priority number one pretty much up there. Um, now, I'll be honest with you, it's never been always that way. You know, as you're growing up, you have your adolescent and teenage years, and those years can be difficult because you're really trying to find your independence while growing up. And, you know, I was not the easiest kid to raise, but basically at the end of the day, no matter what it is, uh, she's been a rock. She's been so solid for me, especially everything tragic that happened. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to – spend a little time talking to you and the listeners today about her relationship with um, with me, especially over the last three years, while I've experienced a lot of that loss. And I'm going to reference a few of the podcasts before, but I just, you know, I could talk for her for hours, John, honestly. Mm. Uh, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think this podcast is structured for hours and hours at, on end. <laughs> you go, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, from my previous podcast that you and I have done, uh, especially from the podcast number two, you heard about how Sarah left, um, and then I went through the whole process of divorce. And so when I was going through that, I needed my mom. I really did. And she was a staple in my life, like I couldn't even tell you. She was everything I needed at that time to get me through some of the most difficult times. Um, she didn't really offer me a lot of advice, John. The one thing that she did say to me that really has stuck into me, and I remember this like it was yesterday. So right before Sarah and I, you know, got finally officially divorced, we went out to lunch with my family. And my family consisted at that time right now um, of my dad and my mom. So her, myself, and my dad, we went out to lunch. And I kind of shared with them how I was struggling with everything. I, I remember trying to hold back tears, honestly, um, because I don't, being a guy, I had a hard time sharing my really true emotions with my dad. So I really had a hard time. And my mom just kept rubbing my back. She kept reminding me how much she loved me. And she just, she just gave me this, the smallest piece of advice. She said, let her be happy. No matter what happens right now, just let her be happy. I remember looking at my mom when I heard that type of advice. I was frustrated at her when I first heard that. I go, and I remember asking myself, I'll go, Mom, what about my happiness? Why can't I be happy while, you know, she's experiencing pretty much like freedom? And she's like, well, that's all I can tell you right now, son, is just let her be happy. Mm. And it was, it was amazing because that little piece of advice was at that time, I didn't know it, but now I see it more than anything. It's the fact that 
you know, if you truly love her, let her go, prioritize her, and let her be happy. And it's hard to see some of those little nuggets when you're going right through it, my friend. Mm. And I, I, can't, I can't stress with you how difficult it was to see that. So as I was going through everything, um, my dad was still getting ill. And um, something I didn't share with you previously and I didn't share with the previous listeners about was the fact that my dad and I would typically go to dinner every Saturday night. And we would spend a lot of time together and just, just like, hang out eat dinner. And um, as he was getting sicker, um, our dinners obviously were not coming to fruition because of the fact that he could barely get up from the, wherever he was at and go to dinner with me. And so what happened was um, the last dinner I remember I had with him before he really like started getting really ill was the fact that he said the same thing to me. He, he reinstated to me is that, you know, you need to get over this and you got to let her be happy. Which is funny because it's the same thing that my mom said. And my dad was a few more words, like he spoke less than my mom ever did. So they were both saying the same thing, which was amazing. And um, like I said, when you're going through the valley or you're going through your darkest times, it's hard to see those little lit pieces of nuggets, you know. But it's amazing. Yeah. And this is, the, this is what I wanted to stress was the fact that you do so much of your, your, your intense conversations more than you ever know by just breaking bread with somebody. And um, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, my friend. Have you ever had some really good conversations at dinner time? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's one of those things where, oh, I think you let your guard down. I think it's, um, mm. you know, a mutual enjoyment uh, of food. Um, you know, the conversation, it's a conversation starter, I think. The food, how it tastes, you know, the presentation. You know, has the other person been there at that restaurant before and it's new to you or vice versa? And, there's people around, so there's there's kind of life going on around you. I've always been, I've always visioned that. That's a great point, though. I'm I'm putting that in my notes. Sharing sharing food, and you, and you wonder on how many TV shows and movies, you know, uh, especially you know, my favorite show is, is Blue Bloods, the the family mm-hmm. dinner. You know, sitting down on Sunday nights, as the Reagans do, and um, it's one of the favorite parts of the show. I think for a lot of people that watch that show. But I'm just thinking of constant TV shows, movies where that is a central theme. And, and, and many families and cultures, it is too. That's a great point. I love that. That, that opens up so much conversation. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that I miss the most mm. uh, with my dad uh, was mm. that I, I just miss those Saturday night dinners, which is like why my mom is so amazing because she's basically filled that void right now um, in my life. She tries to spend as much time as she can with me. And dinner is one of the things that we do almost on a weekly basis. Um, so moving on. Um, so she helped me a lot with that um, divorce, and she helped me process so much grief, but really did say not too much. So from my last podcast, the number five that we just did, I talked to you and I, and I share with the listeners again how I fell in love all over again. Mm-hmm. And I remember sharing in that previous podcast was the fact that I brought this special person to my sister's wedding, uh, and I, I can't express to you, John, how bad I wanted to be in a relationship with her. And as you, as you heard from the previous podcast, I, I disclosed to her that I loved her. And she wasn't ready for that. And so she's not ready for me to say that she loves me back. She is definitely not ready for a relationship yet. And I couldn't tell you the amount of anger and frustration I was feeling because 
I wanted it. I wanted it again. I wanted to be with someone that was stable and, you know, to grow, to not waste any more time, basically. Mm -hmm. It was hard. Mm -hmm. And when you can't uh, get what you want, and I I would imagine this is a lot for a lot of people, you you know, your frustration, your your emotional uh, control that you have uh, gets lowered. And so I was sharing a lot of this with my mom, and this is the second piece of nugget that she shared with me that has stuck in with me throughout this whole duration. She said to me, more than anything, was that um, she's like, you can't really control this, and what I want you to do is just pray on it. And I, I looked at my mom, I go, you're crazy, basically, because I'm like, I, I, I can't even begin to describe to you how that is not what I'm wanting to hear from you. But (laughs) once again, when you're going through it, those are the best pieces of advice. And that's what's sticking with me this whole time. So I listened to my mom. I listened to my mom all the time. And I prayed. And through the praying, um, connecting with my higher power, I formed such a more intense relationship with him that it is my number one relationship now. And my mom did that for me. She led me in that direction, reminded me just how important my higher power was. And it's amazing how when you're going through it, you just don't see. You just don't see it. But she, there she is. She did it again. At the two most difficult times in my life, she gave me the most best advice that I could even – I couldn't even begin to describe how, how emotionally – distraught I was, but at the same time is just how blessed I am to have that little piece of advice. Mm. And it's hard because when you're going through like difficult times, your emotions are trumping like everything that you know intellectually, you know? Mm. So my struggle basically, and I, and I shared this quote on my Facebook wall this past week was that your hardest battle is between what you know in your head and what you feel in your heart. And every single relationship intimately that I've had, it's been that struggle that I had. I know intellectually what to do, but my heart wants something completely different. And what my mom did was reminded me, number one, to if love is important and you can't control someone else, let them be happy so that they can gain a better perspective on their life because that's really important. And the second thing is to give everything you're worrying about back to him, let him deal with all the problems, and then you focus on creating a better relationship with him in general by talking to him and praying to him. The most amazing advice. I, I cannot even begin to describe to you the most amazing advice. And what she reminded me was that this unconditional love was just spilling over. And I, and I just, I, I don't see it as good as I see it now. And that's because I'm through everything. And I just, I, I'm just so blessed every day to have her in my life in general. So what, are we, what does she and I relationship look like right now? Well, every day is a great day. I see my mom every single day. Uh, I'm blessed to live very, very close to her. So what I do before I leave for work and get to the high school is I basically drop my dog off, and her and Brownie have had an amazing time building a relationship. As I was growing up, John, I had never had pets in the house. My mom was very opposed to having pets. Now she can't imagine a day without seeing Brownie. She talks about brownie. She takes pictures of brownie. She sends me pictures of brownie all the time. Um, so it's, it's just amazing. And, you know, from my previous podcast before, I think that was number four, 
I talked about what that dog has meant to me, and now the dog is spilling over to her, which is just, it, it, it's all planned, basically. And it's funny how you don't see it until you see it. And so what is great about that is because uh, she's helped me conquer a lot. She's now forced a relationship with my dog, who is like her best friend. And the most funny thing about it is I know how much she actually cares about this dog. She, she John, basically has indicated that she's raised two sons, a daughter. She has two grandkids, so that's five kids total, right? And she says that that dog that I bring over every day is by far the most difficult child she's ever raised in her whole entire life. <laughs> and the reason why is because she has to let that dog inside and outside of that house every single day because she's attempted to chase birds, my friend. Right. So she is, she, it, it's, it's really funny talking to her about Brownie because, um, like I said, she, I love her. She loves my dog, and I love, I love that she loves my dog. So life is, life is really good when you talk about my mom and all the things that she's brought me, all the happiness that she shared with me. Um, and that's what I think about when I think about love in general. And more than anything, you know, as we continue our podcast together, I think I'm going to talk more about my family members. Maybe next week I'm going to touch on how important my sister has been through some of the struggles that I've been through. And what I wanted to share as we, as we progress with some of these podcasts is, this, uh, is the fact that I'm growing. Um, I, I'm growing so much from all the tragedy that I've experienced. And these people have been monumental pieces for me to get to the point where I am. And um, I just can't thank him enough. I mean, you included, my friend. It's just I just cannot thank all the people in my life enough. But that's a little bit my mom. Um, how are your parents, my friend? You know what? They are they are pretty good. Um, they still live in in Northville, where I grew up. And um, let's see, my dad's seventy nine. My mom's like seventy six. Um, both in pretty good health, although my dad. Uh, Took a tumble recently and uh, broke his leg, and so he's in a, a rehabilitation place right now, kind of getting stronger and still got a great attitude. He's, you know, doesn't want to be there, of course, but uh, he, he does know that he's going to improve and, and get better and stronger. But uh, <clears throat> I, I look at them and, um, man, I, like you said, and I've been really pushing this gratitude um, in my own life for all mm-hmm. these people, including my parents and. And my wife, I think I've mentioned a podcast way a ways back, and my college professor and old girlfriend and friends and coworkers like you just and it's amazing the things that have been happening and, and the doors opening since I've taken that view on life. Um, so I, I'm kind of wondering, I wrote down in my notes here, hopefully this is a good time for a quick question. Absolutely. Um, from your mom and dad. Is there something from each of their story, like how they grew up, where they were when they were kids, and good times, bad times, that has come back over the years that has helped you? Like starting with your mom, did she go through anything? Is there anything that you know about her past that um, has served as um, you know, kind of a foundation point where it's been helpful for you to know about this and then same with your dad? You ask, once again, some very, very amazing questions. They're all so, from your um, notes, brother. <laughs> so let me, let me kind of share a little bit about my background, too. Um, growing up as an Asian-American uh, male, emotions aren't really talked about a lot in our culture. Mm. Um, we are focused on 
uh, being successful, doing everything that we can to be successful, studying, you know, working hard. Mm-hmm. So when I was going through a lot of the turmoil with my ex-wife and then obviously uh, with the next person that I fell in love with, it was interesting to hear how my mom just basically kind of, once again, didn't really tap into a lot of the emotion, but just thought about what she did in, while she was growing up to try to handle some of the things that she encountered also. Mm-hmm. You know, so she, she's always believed in a higher power. And for me, watching her role model that, it's been just amazing. And I try to emulate that. And it's very difficult because it just is. Sometimes, uh, you know, having complete faith in something like that can be difficult. But now I, I can tell you that if I didn't have the faith that I have right now, I don't know where I would be. And um, it was her constantly reminding me just how important that higher power had to be. And so with my dad, my dad was like, this is where I get my very intense work ethic. He was such an intense guy working. And I shared from the previous podcast, too, that one of the main things that happened in the marriage was that I was monopolizing my time, you know, trying to finish the Ph.D., working nonstop. And And I learned that from my dad. So when Sarah left, my dad didn't really have too much empathy for her. But later on, he just saw how much of an emotional toll was taken on me because I missed her that much. So my dad, when, he, when we had our last dinner, you know, he, he basically tried to tell me to get over it because he didn't want me to see me in pain anymore. So the most more, it was amazing thing is that growing up in a culture that I grew up in, it's amazing how there's that little bit of a conversation in regards to emotional and talking about your emotions opened so many doors to a lot more closeness that I have with both of them. And uh, like I said, unfortunately, I can't have those dinners with my dad anymore. But it's like right away my mom knew without saying anything that she had to step up and just kind of fill that role. And Mm. she does the same thing. I do the same thing for her. So the relationship is totally reciprocal in nature, meaning that I look forward to seeing her. She looks forward to seeing me. And that's why it's it's a perfect 50-50 split because we, we both support one another. And, you know, in the most difficult times that I have, I, I still rely on her. I remember crying on her shoulder one time, and she all she did was hug me, and instantaneously I felt that just all the pain and all the frustration just go away. Okay, and Jeff, like I said, you know what? Uh, talking you, about you my emotions a lot there in the past, especially when I was growing up. You kind of answered the question already, but I already got written. But um, that's you. why I truly that's believe okay. that you can learn new things every single day. Fire away. Um, okay. So, obviously, your mom has helped you out a ton uh, through these dark periods and even before, you know, through your life and great advice, even though at the moment you heard it, you didn't think it was great. You were probably frustrated and a little upset, but then it it grew on you and it turned into just really good advice. I'm wondering, how good has it been for your mom to have you around? I mean, you lost your dad. She lost her husband. So how, how big of a void have you help to replace with just the time and, and having, you know, someone to, to visit every day and, and, and talk about stories and have a good time and have some laughs. How do you think that's been important from her? I think she truly benefits seeing me. Um, and I know I answered that previously, but she is just, she, she lives to see the dog. She lives to see me. Um, let me give you a very good example. Like this weekend, what I did was I spent the weekend after I went to my men's retreat by hanging out with my niece and my nephew. 
Mm-hmm. So my brother dropped off my niece and my nephew to my mom's. And um, one something that we always do is we collectively hang out, the four of us. And we love it. We love it. That is how we're both thriving in our lives in general. And that's the reason why this, 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 this void when she lost her husband, me losing my dad, you know, things happen for a reason. And I, I know it's tough losing a parent any time that you lost one, but I truly feel that, you know, my dad was sent um, to paradise basically because, you know, now I have to mend and build a stronger relationship that I have with my mom. And as I indicated, you know, previously, my relationship with my mom has been so much more stronger since all the tragedy that's ever been before. And I, I thank God every single day because the fact that I, I couldn't even imagine getting closer to my mom than I am right now, but it's because of everything that's happened. So I try to use a lot of that to focus my life on, you know, channeling positive energy into things that negatively happen to you. And this is one of the outcomes that happened. It, it was an amazing thing. Like, in, you know, last week, you know, next week that I'm going to talk about too, it's, it's going to be about my sister. And I feel that I'm closer to her because of everything that's kind of happened to me. So we filled each other's voids really well. And I think that this part, um, even with my dad's death, really helped kind of forge a stronger relationship that we have together. Mm, that is powerful. Man, I got oh, some good nuggets here I got. Um, also, real quick, you said growing up, emotions were kind of um, not talked about, not openly showed and stuff. How is it now for you going through a divorce, a death, um, all these things that have been crammed into a few years? How are you now with your emotions? Sharing, open, still kind of beneath the surface a little bit? What would you say? Um, I'm great, my friend. Um, Every day, um, you know, every day is a brand new day to start over. More than anything, I'm blessed because I felt like I've grown so much. Um, Something you and I have talked about was sharing our stories. Mm -hmm. The more I share my story with the people um, that love me, and the more I share my people, my story with different strangers, the more I've grown, the more closer I, I've connected with people, and the more I look forward to tomorrow. Mm. I truly have faith that he has an amazing plan for me. I, I, I truly do. And I'm looking forward to it every single day. Now, is it here right now? Of course not. Um, but my attitude is still of a blessed person every single day. Mm. Um, so I... I'm blessed talking to you today, my friend. So, I mean, these things constantly keep building up, and I feel great. You know, something I heard yesterday that was very interesting was these small victories that you have every single day. Like, for example, if you make it to work without having to stop at any lights, that's a small Mm. victory. For me, that's a huge (laughs) small victory, you know? Yes. If you add those small victories up, it becomes a much larger victory. So getting through all that tragedy, I'm noticing my small victories a lot more easier than I was before. Now, when I hit the point where I find her again, when I meet her, when I get married again, and I raise my family, I know I've hit it. I know I've won a lot. Uh, This is what I've been praying for. So I'm waiting for that day. Will it come? I have faith it does. But if it doesn't, I've grown so much closer to my higher power and I've grown so much closer to the people that I share my story with. So, 
you included, my friend, everyone that's listening. You know, so I, I am looking forward to each and every day. Love that. Love that. And that small victory thing, I, was, I, I believe uh, our buddy Jeremy Todd reminded us about that one. I heard it this morning. And it's funny, when the exact moment I heard it driving into work, I had hit a number of green lights right in a row, you know, didn't have to stop. And it was, I, I, I chuckled out loud at, uh, at that one. But you're right, small victories add up to bigger things. And, you know, especially if you can catch them and, and, and you know, taste them, feel them, wrap your arms around them a little bit and just realize, hey, this is a good thing, you know. And boy, oh boy, I love that, buddy. Wow. All right. Hey, powerful stuff tonight, man. I, I really appreciate you taking time to, you know, share with us. And um, like you said, I, I feel so much better, you know, spend some time talking to you and, and learning more about things and taking some notes. And uh, I'm just very, very grateful for you, buddy. I do appreciate you so much. Thank you. Always feel better talking to Mr. Daly. Uh, you got that right, buddy, because it's, it's you then that's helping so many people too, man. I had some great conversations with kids about you. It happens every day, you know. And Plus, my room's right near yours now, so I get to see your, you, know, you walk around your office. You're always busy doing things. People always coming. There's a line out your door for all the people that you're helping, brother. So good job. Keep it up. Will do, my friend. All right, bu- all right buddy. Hey, I'm going to see you in the morning. I'll see you at school tomorrow. And I hope everybody else uh, is taking some of these uh, nuggets that Jeff's thrown around and, uh, and applying it to your life. And, you know, like I said before, find some of these other podcasts. Find some of these other articles, these other books. Maybe some of the ones that we're talking about. Maybe some of the ones that your friends are, are uh, sharing with you. And hopefully you can share this with somebody that you think might need it too. Because that's the whole notion of us just trying to get out there and get connected and help people find those success puzzle pieces. And uh, relationships definitely is a big, big puzzle piece of all of our success puzzles. I'll tell you that. And so hopefully this will help. So, hey, until next time, this is uh, Coach John Daly saying see you later. And Jeff Lip, we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Everybody take care. Have a great night. See ya.